background was the growing struggle between two great powers to shape the post-war world. Hello all, welcome back to the Centre Wicket Podcast on Sport FM 91.3 for our fifth episode of the summer and thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm your host, Bray Loveridge, and I'm joined by Ethan Roth and Luke Evening. Boys, how are we? Very well, thanks Bray. It's good to be here again. Oh, I mean, I could be going better. I'm coming off a pretty bad weekend for myself. Uh, mm. So yeah, did a ride on the Saturday, um, you know, playing some fifth grade cricket. Um, yeah. The wicket was interesting, actually. Oh, shocking, wasn't it? Uh, um, big, big crack uh, right at the bowling crease. Yeah. Um, so I didn't do, didn't have anything for the right-handers, but a couple of full lengths for you, Bray, on the left-hander. Um, yeah. Doing a shocking. bit. Watch the go, boys. Runs, wickets. How's the form going? Oh, well, we batted. Yeah, we batted. And bowled for five overs. Yeah. Well, interesting actually. My I sent that into the perfect pitch on Instagram, and uh, they made a post <laughs> yes, on it. Yeah, so that was pretty that. good. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, on the Sunday, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, it's well, it's not an easy life as an opening batsman. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, <laughs> what about as a number eleven uh, batsman, bro? How's that? How's that been? Two or five. <laughs> the fifth ball was an absolute shocker. I tell oh, you it was not, bro. Well, it, 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 it was it. It was a nice, good length ball, yeah, and, and you it just skidded along the you ground. Went, you went something. back to it, that's why. Well, you need to come forward. I'm feeling refreshed. I've had a two-day uh, oh, two or so, two weeks off, so looking forward to get back into it, refreshed, mm, well. yeah. next week. Yeah, well, <laughs> what, about, what about your cricket umpiring, Ethan? How did that uh, go? Can... No comment. It was good, you know, extra income, <laughs> money, but, uh, you know, what, what can you do? Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> not the most enjoyable thing, but you got to do it. Yeah, well, Bray's going to have a lot of overs in him this weekend, so he's got to oh, yeah. prepare yep. well. Yep. Um, Lots of Gatorades and yep. water. Mm-hmm. Um, on today's show, we'll discuss the big talking points over the last week, all the Marsh One Day Cup news, including the big final between Queensland and WA. Ethan's new segment, uh, Toast, Whisper and Rumour. Yeah. Um... Headline of the week. Yeah. Uh, also talk about the test series and the Q and A with our special guests in the second half of the show. But uh, boys, big uh, couple of games of Marsh One Day Cup action. What, what, what's your take on it? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, there has been a few uh, games. Um, what are the results there, Bray? Just talk us through, and then we'll, we'll get into it. The um, yeah, WA came away with a good win uh, at Karen Rolton Oval. Six runs. Against last week's special guests, uh, Jake Weatherall. Yeah, he didn't do too well, I don't think, in that game. Didn't get too many no. runs, but um, Ferguson got a big hundred in that game, and Coulter also got five wickets. Um, yeah, just bowled really well. And what about Ash Nagar and Wes Agar? Oh yeah. boy! In the first uh, inning, or second inning, I think it was Agar got hit in the yeah. in the head by the ball, and he also yeah. got bowled out by his brother uh, earlier yeah. in the game. Yeah. The battle of the Agars. Yeah, well, yeah. Not really the best thing to drop a catch uh, when it's a yeah. slip, but the drop your brother's even worse. And so. look, he had like so he had to have so many stitches, yeah. but he should be good for the final. I think Vo just said. Well, um, that's just why you keep your hands on the ball and you make sure you watch yeah. it and you catch a close. Um, it wasn't exactly the hardest catch, but yeah, yeah. should have been. Taken. Other results, obviously, Victoria beat New South Wales by six runs. Another close game. Matt Short got eighty-eight and Enriquez ninety-eight. With Daniel Sams picking up five wickets there, and Jake Fraser McGurk picking up a fifty. Yeah, the youngster, good, good for the youngster. Yep. We found him. Um, 
the next game, Queensland beat Tasmania by four wickets. I watched that game. Uh, Kawaja returning back to form, I guess you could say. 86 not out. Yeah. Trying to send a message to the selectors, even though it's a uh, different form of the game. But Runs and runs in Australia. Yeah, runs and runs, Australia, exactly. So. And then yesterday, close, very close game. Good game mm, to watch. It was. South Australia beat Victoria by one run. Ferguson again got a big 100. 122 that was. Finch got 119 um, and it went right down to the last ball. Tom Cooper as well. Yeah, played, played some good ramp shots. Quick 80. Cameron Valente, the oh catch boy. of the summer, they reckon, yeah. so far. Indeed. That one-hand dive, diving catch. Yeah. But he also dropped Finch on the boundary. He went straight through his hands as well. Yeah, that is right. One. And then, oh, the game that just finished up um, today. Oh, yes. Um, Tasmania versus New South Wales, obviously a dead game. We yeah. know the final. I think, yeah, obviously they're just playing for pride. Um, Jackson Bird k- picked up a couple of wickets in that yeah. one for so the win, Tasmania. That's the last of the, uh, I guess, season games. The, yeah, the round robin games, I guess you could say, now the big final. Yeah, yeah. and that will be at the Allen Border Field yeah. on Tuesday. Um, Queensland WA. Thoughts and predictions on that one, boys? I really wanted it to be a home final, the Wacker. I really was going to go to that um, if. Who wouldn't? Yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously the two best teams in the uh, in the comp, so it should be a good game. Hopefully WA win. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Will we supporting the boys? Um, yep. That will be on Fox Cricket. I think, the, obviously, the key player, I think WA have to stop Kawaja because obviously he's going to be playing. Yeah. They won't have Burns or Labashane because obviously they've been in the test squad. So yeah. And the only player that WA will be missing is Bancroft. Yeah. yeah. Which won't be... Too bad, which is only one player. Yeah, but he can he does play pretty good white ball cricket. Yeah, WA. So, yeah, hopefully WA can win. They versed Queensland a few weeks ago, um, away game. Metricon. Metricon. They lost mm. that. So I reckon it'll be a really close game though. It will be. Yep. Um, but interesting to see what happens. All right, we'll move on to BBL news with uh, some new signings over the last couple of days and re-signings. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, the biggest ever. Big Bash deal. Chris Green has signed on for the Sydney Thunder for six more years. Six years. That's, that's, that's huge in T20. BBL 13, it is too. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds weird when, you, when you talk about it, when you think yeah. about BBL 13. Um, yep. he's, a, he's a gun, he's electrifying. He's, yeah, Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Um, and then news from the other day, Ben Lachlan has uh, signed with the Brisbane Heat. Mm. He's gone back up to the Heat. Um Bit of a surprise there. Yeah, oh, I, th- I don't think Adelaide Strikers wanted to keep him. And obviously, B- Brisbane offered him a con- good enough contract. Um, yeah. So, he would have taken that. He's like 37 now, so getting on a bit. Um, but, yeah, just, he's still obviously good. Death bowling. Um, yeah. Stri- he's all-time leading BBL wicket-taker. So, yeah. well, you, you're stupid not to have him in your in your uh, squad, at least. Yeah. And the Brisbane Heat, of course, got AB de Villiers as well a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Uh, so I think that side would be good. Yeah. Plus, with, like, Chris Lynn, uh, Max Bryant, he's a yeah. bit of a strike batter at the top of the order. Yeah. So, And, of course, like, with Ben Cutting down in the bowling. Yeah. So, they've got a pretty good side uh, come into BBL 9. Yeah. Um... Other news, Harry Conway has signed with the Adelaide Strikers. Yep, New South Wales fast bowler. Yep, good to see. Uh, and also, uh, fresh off the BBL news, uh, South African David Miller has signed He's, with the Hobart Hurricanes. Wow, their batting lineup is going to be that good well, now. Yeah. Even if Matthew Wade is out. Um, exactly. 
from the te- from in the test team. He's, uh, they still have Darcy Short, obviously. Yep. Now they've got David Miller. Um, who else they got? Alex Doolan, George Bailey, Ben McDermott. Their batting side's pretty good. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think they'll go deep into the tournament. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I believe it's time for In Strife now with the one and only Luke of Inning. Oh, all right. Let's have a little... What have you got? Uh, well, first of all, uh, James Patterson. Um, he's got a ban. Um, Homophobic slur. Yeah. 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 Yep, uh, Garinda Sandu. Uh, well, that, everyone's seen the run out. It's been all over Facebook and everything. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's something that you learn as a kid when you first yeah, play cricket. Yeah, it's junior cricket stuff, really. Yeah, I, like, rem- I remember when I first went down to cricket, I was playing Have A Go. I think it's like equivalent to under eights or something. Milo cricket. Yeah, Milo cricket. And that's the first thing I teach you. You know, they yeah. say, oh, r- brush your bat like you're doing the vacuum. I, just, I um, don't so understand what was going through. Say, like, surely you just slide your bat. Yeah. Like, and he knew it straight away as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the worst way to get run out. He looks like, like an idiot. Yeah. Um, and he got a 50 as well. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah. Got, it was straight after he got a 50. Yeah. Maybe he was just enjoying the moment too much. Yeah, but you still, you've still got to slide your back because, yeah. Um, yeah, it's worthless. Uh, and then lastly, uh, WBBL player uh, Emily Smith for the Hobart Hurricanes, banned for 12 months um, for posting something she shouldn't have on Instagram. Yeah, uh, I think it was te- a team lineup. Yeah. It was like a video of like it was like the whiteboard yeah. had like the team lineup on it and in like one of the rules you um says I'm not sure what rule is but you can't obviously do that yeah. and um there's been like similar instances where pe- um players have told um people like conditions on the pitch and that so yeah um but just on the what, first one that you said about James Pattinson no one really knows uh, what he like exactly said but yeah. it's pretty dumb. You, this day and age you can't say that stuff um and like, he might has have cost himself a uh, test berth because yeah it was pretty i think they were pretty close to selecting him how long is the band do we know oh, it's just one match one match was james patterson yeah, yeah. but right. um is yeah. that so now since the australian match is starting does that mean he can then play the next shield game mm, i'm not i don't think so i think it's just all cricket australia like Games and so his club, sure. so his team, one yeah, band. So Australia, one band. Yeah, but and Victoria band. Yeah, great yeah. cricket. He'll learn from it, but disappointing. Can't yeah. go around doing that. Yeah, indeed. Now, Ethan, we'll go back on the uh, your yep. new uh, segment. segment. Yeah. Uh, toast, whisper, rumor. Yeah. Prediction. So my toast this week, pretty much anyone you just charging your glasses to, you know, just <laughs> celebrating during the week. Um, this one I've gone with the toast of the week I've gone with Pavel Florin uh, oh yes his fifth grade debut in Melbourne um, if anyone listening does not know who that is he is the 40 year old Romanian um, who was seen as the worst bowler <laughs> in the world um, he got he grabbed headlines um, in a Romanian I think it was a European European game league or something. he just comes in off, on a few steps yeah. just comes in loopy as <laughs> um, and like he Got a lot of fame from it. Yeah, um, he's come become a and bit he, of a cult yeah, figure. he's. I've basically given the toast to him because he's got one wicket. He's come to Australia and uh, he's just given it a go. And he made a solid three with the bat as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, you'd <laughs> so, be pretty filthy getting out to that. I think it was an LBW yeah. that he got his wicket with. So. And the celebration that uh, he got, <laughs> was, it was it was classy from, yeah. the, from yeah. the man. Yeah. So you know, I think it was a double. Double, and um, fist you know, pumps, so. as long as he's enjoying the game, you know. Yeah, well, that, that's the one that is. I remember in his interview after the European game, he's like, "Oh, I know I am slow bowler, but when I bowl, it is not beautiful. But I just love cricket." Yeah, yeah, like, and people. Yeah. He in an interview I saw, um, 
people were like, oh, telling him he should change his action and he's like the worst bowler and he's like, nah, this is my action, I'll stick to it <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So Well, for all the young pie chuckers out there, even if you're bad, Let's you hope. can still travel the world to There's play hope. cricket, okay? <laughs> Grade cricket. Never give yep. up. Yes. Um, so the whisper rumour I've got from this week, obviously... Um, Something that we've been hearing, or you know, just a rumor, is that Nasim Shah, the 16-year-old, is going to make his debut tomorrow. Yes. Um, obviously, got a lot of height and bounce. <laughs> For 16 years old, he's doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. We Playing international yeah. cricket, it's pretty good at 16. Um, yeah, and we saw him at the tour matches we spoke about last week. But um, yeah, he's been impressing a lot of people, and I think they yeah. want his bounce in the side because he's pretty. Like, he's got an unusual action, but he's pretty um good. Yeah. It's a very, very high release point. Yeah, so that's why he gets the extra bounce. Yeah, yeah. and if he's sixteen, and the gabble now, will suit him. Yeah, yeah. If he's so obviously, if he's sixteen now, and he's troubling the Australian batsman. He's got a bright future ahead. Yeah, it's not that hard. N- well, if you saw the scorecard, it's not that hard to trouble the Australian batsman at the moment. Um, in the tour match the other week, except for Smith and Warner. Oh, yeah, and love yeah. a No, well. but the, Austra- <laughs> the Australia A side. So yeah, 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 that wasn't anything too special. Yeah, yeah. And the last one is the uh, prediction for my headline of the week. Pretty um. Not nothing too surprising, but um, I've gone with Smith Century sends Bradman Stat to Shivers as modern day Don. Mm. I think he'll get another ton this Test match. I think he'll dominate as always. Um, yeah, and I think he's obviously in for a big summer ahead, yep. and hopefully yeah. he can back up those Channel Seven ads that they keep playing. <laughs> Bruce McIverney's talk. The modern Don. The modern Don. Yes. But yeah, yeah I think it'll go pretty well. Yeah. Well, that's all uh, from part one. Part one's done. Yeah, we'll uh, pre we'll introduce our special guest after this, and we'll play a little clip of uh, to show you guys who he is. Stay tuned for your questions answered. Down comes. Yeah! He was at far down and wasn't even stopped. And done with a very nice piece of work. This man continues to impress Boyce, and South Africa are in all sorts. Welcome back to the Centre Wicket Podcast. We have our special guest on here. Uh, he has represented Queensland, Tasmania at first class level and played T20 cricket for Australia. And uh, also the Big Bash and has also won the Big Bash last summer with the Melbourne Renegades. It's leg spinner Cameron Boyce. Cameron, how are we? Good, thanks, mate. Great to have you. Um to start things off, can we uh, tell our listeners what you've been up to at the moment, focusing on uh, preparing for the summer? Yeah, so um, I guess the last sort of two or three months I've been um, just uh, doing a, a little bit of a mini pre-season with Toomble, my great team, and um, yeah, we're into about round seven or eight now. And um, Yeah, we, we played a, a block of one-day cricket early on and, uh, and into Red Bull stuff now, so yeah. Um, yeah, just sort of ticking along with that sort of stuff and doing my own training midweek just to, uh, yeah, obviously get ready for Big Bash. But, um, yeah, it's sort of come up really quickly now. It's only about four weeks away. So, um, you know, we're not uh, we're not actually going too well with the great stuff um, over here in, in Queensland. But, um, you know, my own personal preparation has been pretty good. Um, the ball's coming out pretty nicely and um, I'm, seeing the, I'm seeing the ball pretty uh, well with the bat as well. So I can't really complain. Yeah. So, um, obviously... Uh, you know, how's your bowling and your uh, body going? You know, you're 30 now. Has anything really changed? Have you had any major injuries, or um, do you still feel you know as young as ever? No, no, I feel really good. I've um, I've been pretty lucky in my career. I never really broke down um, with any soft tissue injuries or anything like that. Um, obviously, being a spinner, it's a little bit 
um, you know, less stress on the body compared to a, a pace bowler. So, um, you know, I've never really had to deal with any of that sort of stuff. I've always, um, you know, kept myself in decent up shape to, to be able to play the tournaments that I'm playing or play cricket that I'm playing. So, um, yeah, no, like I said, mate, just ticking along now and um, been doing my own sort of stuff and, um, yeah, just making sure the body and the mind's right, leaning into the big bash, obviously. Um, you know, we won last year and, and defending champions, so it's going to be quite a tough ask this year to sort of replicate what we did last season. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it now. Yeah, so... Um Going on with the big bash, obviously you started at the Strikers, um, but not too many people know that you um, had a bit of time at the Hurricanes as well. Um, uh, what does it, what um, made you come to the Renegades last summer? Um, oh, look, I think I was at the Hurricanes for five seasons when I was um, first off with Queensland and then I uh, went and played state cricket for Tasmania, so... Um, yeah, I, I suppose, you know, five seasons um, in the scheme of Big Bash being only, you know, nine, ten years old now um, seems like a, a fair bit. So I just sort of felt like I needed a little bit of a fresh start and um, a bit of a change. And and also, um, I guess in the back of my mind was, you know, thinking about trying to play and bowl on a wicket that probably sort of uh, suited myself, you know, a little bit more than something, something like Bunsen Oval um, did. And, um, you know, that was probably... The main reason why I sort of made the move, there was a little bit of interest there from a couple of clubs, and yeah, as soon as Renegade sort of uh, put their hand up and showed some interest, I yeah, I jumped at it. Just you know, the Victorian cricket setups um, amazing now that I've sort of been in there and, and witnessed what they do and facilities they have and the preparation that we get leading into the tournament. So um, yeah, I suppose that was you know the main reason is just purely on-field stuff and yeah, a fresh start and sort of putting some um, things in my favour a little bit um, to sort of help me just after, you know, four or five years on the trot of doing the same sort of thing. And, I mean, looking back now, it seemed like it was a obviously a really good move, you know, to move and, and win the title. And it's not always about that. But, you know, me personally, I felt like, you know, the ball came out really nicely. I did, um, you know, my role that I needed to do in the team. I found pretty much every game we did and um, was lucky enough to contribute a little bit to that as well. So, yeah, looking back now, I think it was a good move. Yeah, um... Obviously, you represented Australia on the big stage. What was it like uh, playing against real good quality international sides? And, of course, you played with a lot of uh, stars in Australian cricket like David Warner, Glenn Maxwell, Shane Watson, Aaron Finch and Chris Lynn. How, how was that experience? Oh, it's awesome. You know, I think, um, you know, the first two big bashes, or well, first big bash I didn't play any part of. Um, and then, uh, yeah, went to, to Adelaide, BBL too and you know I remember sort of sitting back first year well definitely the first year and then a little bit into the second season before I play in a game sort of thinking to myself how you know amazing it would be to even compete against some of those guys and um, you know I guess the, all the hard work that I sort of put in you know led to obviously getting a berth for Australia and um, you know three good performances I guess at BBL level and then I don't know I guess you, you sort of um, you know you learn, to, learn to bowl um, or as a bowler, you learn to bowl how uh, how to bowl to um, those sort of players. So, um, you know, I guess when you're playing for a BBL game as a bowler, you sort of sit down and look at the top six. And and generally now, every team has a red hot top six. And yeah, I, I guess the international guys are just the the best teams out of their state squads or um, franchise squads to move into those numbers. So, um, you know, obviously it's a massive step. And um, in terms of the quality that you get. Um, I, I suppose 
throughout the whole team list. Um, but you know, honestly, I, I never thought I'd play one game for Australia, let, you know, let alone yeah, a couple of series. I think it might have been well, might have been seven or eight games that I ended up playing. And um, yeah, I mean, it's something I'll cherish for a long time. You know, to be able to rep- represent in country, even it just the shortest format. But yeah, I mean, I loved I loved every bit of it. It's certainly challenging. Um, you know, series against South Africa, um, one-off game against Pakistan and England, and then a series against India, and you sort of, um, I guess, come up against different players and different conditions, and you just have to try and sum up those conditions as, as quick as you can, and then play your trade, and you know, hopefully, hopefully you don't get whacked. And um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to, to play some good games, and I guess I, you know, I was a little bit disappointed that um, it sort of stopped after those seven and a half. Or seven and eight games, you know, considering, I guess, the record that I have now. But in saying that, I, as I said before, I never thought that I'd play one game, let alone what I have. So, um, yeah, it's certainly something that I'll, I'll look back and um, be proud of. But you know, in saying that, I know, um, yeah, I certainly have ambitions to still be a part of that setup down the track if I can. And you know, hopefully, if I um, can put another season together, it sort of throw my name out there again. It would be really nice. Yeah. So, um, what's it been like earning so much praise um, from someone like Shane Warne? Um, heaps of times lately, he said, you know, he wants you in the world. He wanted you in the World Cup side this year, and even wanting you in the um, Test squad, saying that you know you offer heaps of the ball and bat. So, um, what's it been like receiving that from probably your idol growing up? And you know, do you ever see or get in contact with him? Yeah. Oh, look, it's been awesome um, having that backing from Warne. I, I know this year. Um, he was a big fan of mine about the way I sort of uh, go about my business. You know, I I just try and give the ball a rip, and uh, I like to think that I'm pretty consistent in my lines and lengths. And um, that's obviously something that he picked up and he enjoyed. And then, um, you know, as I said earlier as well, you know, I feel like I've done a lot of work on my batting and contributed in games with the bat that I haven't um, in the past. So, you know, having someone like him backing is obviously you know amazing, and um, you know, he, he's fantastic. You know, every time he commentates on a game or he's around, he'll um, he'll come and say good day and we'll talk talk bowling and golf and other stuff. So it's just nice to um, you know have that sort of support from someone like him and and I suppose have uh, someone there to be able to talk to if things aren't going too well or, or on the flip side if things are going well, just to keep reiterating reiterating what works and um, yeah, I mean obviously you know he's a legend of the game. So every time and any time you have. Someone like him in your corner, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so um, talking international cricket again, you're unlucky to miss out uh, for selection in the 2016 T20 World Cup. Do you think you'll be a chance for next year's tournament? Um, and what do you think you'll have to do back? Because obviously there's a couple of leggies around Australia at the moment. Um, so how do you think you're going to um, put yourself uh, in front of them for the selectors? Oh, mate, to be honest with you, uh, you know, I'd... I just think I've got to just keep doing what I'm doing. I, I think that, um, you know, as I said before, my record speaks for itself. You know, I only played eight games, but my record's really good and um, I've contributed at that level nicely. So, um, you know, I've always been proud and um, to buy, you know, my record in BBL. I think um, I've done a good job for my teams that I play for and um, when I've been asked to do certain roles. So, um, you know, honestly, I didn't feel like I could have done much more last year than what I did. Um, you know, I felt like the ball come out nicely pretty much every game and yeah you know I was lucky enough to do some stuff with the bat as well so I think um you know if I just keep knocking that door and um yeah you never know I, I guess um one thing I have learned about playing it at that level and even at big bash level is that 
you know, you think your spot's secure and um, someone's always going to be behind you trying to bash that door down. So, um, yeah, look, I'll I'll just be looking at having another really consistent year and I suppose, um, you know, if they want to come down that direction of picking me again, at least I'll know exactly what I offer and um, exactly what I could bring to the team. So, you know, I'd love to I'd love to be back in contention for that. I think that the guys around me competing for that same spot, I feel like I do, you know, as good of a job, or if not better. And obviously, um, you know, if I'm working on my batting, that's another string to my bow. So, um, yeah, I'll just be working on those things, mate. And you never know if they come knocking, I'll be uh, over the moon. Awesome. Um, so, obviously, uh, the Renegades won their first piece of silverware last year. What was it like winning such a big tournament? Can you tell us how hard you went with the celebrations uh, following the <laughs> final? Oh, look, it's obviously, um, you know, really special to be able to win a flag like that. I know, um, you know, BBL3, I played in a final for the Hurricanes against the Scorchers and we lost. And um, two years ago, you know, I played a whole season of the Hurricanes and got left out of the semi in the final that we made. We lost that. And, you know, I still sort of remember now... Um, Going to my left and talking to Sam Harper, our keeper, and saying, "You know, I'm going to play in, well, play in two, but be a part of three and and not win one." And um, it sort of flicked through my mind at that point that you know you might never ever get in those positions again. You know, I could play ten or fifteen years and not play uh, in a final or, or win a final, just as you could play the same amount and not play or win a shield or a one-day title. So, um, you know, I still remember looking at the scoreboard. They were, you know, none for eighty odd, none for ninety odd, and um, you know, Cam White was just, or Cam White had just kept saying to the group, you know, take one or two and you never know. And yeah, it all sort of happened, a bit of a snowball effect from there. You know, I took um, the first wicket and then managed to get um, Duncan, Duncan Thornis out of the two openers. And then I guess the pressure of a final, um, you know, runs on the board. May have got to them a little bit. And yeah, we got a bit lucky with some shots I played. And yeah, the rest is sort of history now. It's it probably, um, you know, those last seven or eight overs went so quickly. Um, but yeah, it was just an amazing feeling. Um, you know, I guess all the hard work that you put in to actually have something at the end to show for it. You know, and I, I guess I think about ten or twenty years' time where I can sit down and you know tell my friends and tell my kids and all that sort of stuff that I was you know able to play a part in a team winning a title like that and a tournament like, like that, which is so um, you know so hard to win. And yeah, I mean we um, we celebrated obviously really hard, but. I mean, you know, by the time we got out of the change rooms, there it was sort of past midnight, and actually had a um, about a nine o'clock or a ten o'clock flight out back home the next day. And um, the rest of the state boys had state cricket in the next couple of days after that. So um, you know, as much as it was nice, it was I guess a bit bittersweet that we you know only had that short amount of time to celebrate. But um, you know, one thing you sort of take away from is I've made a lot of good friends from that group, and um, it's something that we can be proud of that we did as a group together. And um, you know, every time. You know, I'll go down there now and you know that you've done that with the group, it's a special feeling. Yeah, no. Yeah. So obviously something that you mentioned, um, is your batting. Can you tell us the improvement in that and um you know, what what have you been doing in the nets and do you think people should be taking you a bit more seriously as an all rounder? Oh, I don't know about all rounder. I think that um I've always probably had a little bit of potential with the bat, but I, I guess I probably never took it too serious when I was at, you know, twenty to 26, 27, and, um, or probably 26, but I guess it, it sort of clicked four years ago. I, I got a chance to bat at number five um, in one game for Snoopball, my great team here, and, um, 
managed to bat with Vinny for a fair while and um, we both got hundreds that day and yeah, I sort of um, started taking my batting a little bit more serious and and just thinking to myself, you know, I can actually do it. I, I suppose those, you know, that time for a few years where I, I could turn me with the bat and get 40s and 50s and you know, I think I got five or six um, first class half centuries and I could always sort of get to that point but I'd get out. So, um, you know, I just made a few technical changes and um, did a lot of work on the short ball and just became more confident with my own skill set with my batting and um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it went to the Renegades and Andrew McDonald said to me, you know, you can bat, so we'll work on it. We'll give you opportunity and, and you know, you'll win us a game with it. Right, right. And it turns out, you know, that was the case with it. We just um, come up with a real simple plan and um, I guess I used to back away a fair bit now uh, from, you know, trying to uh, access the offside, but um, I'm sort of taking the other way now and sort of go across and just look to hit to the short boundary if there's one there or um, straight if there's, you know, for the Gabber or um, Perth or those sort of stadiums. So, yeah, it was just a, you know, a bit of a, a fix with that and um, I got an opportunity there in uh, when I played for North Hobart when I lived in Tassie to bat four or five again and, um, yeah, I managed to get 200s for them, my first two Red Bull games that I played and, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I just guess I probably took it um, took it for granted for a little while there that you know I was just a contributor with the bat and I never really thought that I could kick on and yeah you know, once I got those great hundreds and actually you know figured out a decent plan and um, actually thought about it a little bit more it's sort of just come and leaps and bounds so I, I don't think I'm by any means an all-rounder I think that I can um, certainly contribute in certain ways but you know T20 as well you have to have a lot of things go your way up I, I mean um, there were times last year where I you know you you get a boundary or two away in your first three or four balls and all of a sudden you're 10, 12, 15 and you sort of got momentum and it's hard to pick back as a bowling team. So, um, but yeah, I, I guess I'm proud, proud of the fact that, you know, I've gone away and worked on something and it, yeah, we've reaped the rewards a little bit, but, um, yeah, it'd be nice to obviously replicate that again this year. Yeah, so we just um, covered your batting. Um, with your bowling, obviously you, you tend to bowl more in the shorter formats like the Big Bash. Um, so you've got six balls in the over. Um, do you try and have plans to batsmen and set them up, or is it really just um, are you trying to go for as little runs as possible? Um, oh, to be fair, my sort of um, plans when I sort of come on to bowl is, you know, my first one or two overs, I try and go for as little um, as little runs as possible and just try and build the pressure up so they have to play a shot. But, you know, T20 being the game that it is, that's not always the case when you first come on. There's, a lot of times when I come on and I have to try and take a wicket, so I might bowl a little bit slower and toss them up a bit more and try and tempt them into something. But, um, I mean, to be honest, it really depends on the grounds you play as well. Like, I guess I do have different plans for different grounds and different oppositions, but I don't, I probably don't think about them too much now that I've played a fair bit. I just sort of, I know, well, I like to think I know what I'm doing when a certain batter comes on or a certain time of the game. So, yeah, I've always sort of, um, I guess, been one to, to just try and feel the game and, and take it as it is, you know, I don't really sit down and plan and, and go, you know, this bike hits here or this bike hits here or whatever. Um, you know, I just do what I do and try and bowl the best balls that I can. And um, I guess, you know, there's a lot of things that are out of control as well. You, you can bowl good balls and get hit. So um, as soon as you sort of get your head around that and understand that as long as you're, you're um, putting your best balls down or sending your best balls down there um, and executing your skill set, um, then, you know, the rest sort of takes care of takes care of itself I mean same thing with the batting there's a lot of there's a lot of luck that's sort of involved as well you know I got probably three or four catches on the boundary last year um, which easily could have went for six so um, 
you know, they're the little things that if they go either way, it could be a completely different story. But, um, yeah, I guess in terms of planning, you know, I, I never really sit down and, and think about that too much. I just like to get the ball in hand and just try and um, figure out batsmen for myself. That's probably been one of my strengths throughout my career. Like I said, I don't, you know, I don't like to sit down and, and worry about what they're doing. I just purely focus on what I'm doing. Yeah. So, obviously, well, we understand you have a young family now and love uh, spending time with them. So, how refreshing is that, um, you know, getting away from the game and what other hobbies or um, interests do you have as well um, to do in your spare time? And, yeah, do you see any of those hobbies or um, anything giving you something to do after career? Um, oh, look, you know, probably open up hours a little bit. Um, our, our little girl's 18 months now and... Um, you know, it's sort of, sort of been a, I suppose, a bit of a transition going from playing state cricket for 10 years to only playing Big Bash for eight weeks of the year. But, um, you know, certainly having her helped with all of that, it sort of just gives, gives you a bit of a, um, you know, a new perspective and outlook on life and you sort of slowly start to understand that little things don't matter as much. You know, I used to get pretty upset about having a bad game and getting hit or, you know, dropping catch or, you know, all the sort of stuff that you worry about as a cricketer. And now I sort of, yeah, I don't know. I just I probably care less about that, and um, you know, I purely worry about my little girl now and and my wife, and you know, if they're happy and healthy and all that sort of stuff. And you know, at the end of the day, we only play a game, and um, certain things are out of control. So um, it certainly, yeah, as I said, it puts a different perspective on it. And I probably went into that uh, into this season, you know, mentally um, freshened up as as I've ever been, just purely from those reasons, and. Um, yeah, I mean, it just gives a bit of a different, I suppose, outlet um, to get away from the game. Like I said, if you have a bad game, I still come home, little girl's still happy, so um, it sort of makes you day. So certain things don't matter, but, you know, outside of that, um, you know, I've got a twin brother I spend a lot of time with, and um, I've been able to get out on the golf course, yeah, the last sort of five or six weeks in between some training, and, and do that, like, I love my golf, and uh, follow it a lot, and, yeah, just trying to um, improve that. You know, slightly as I as I sort of been playing a little bit more, and um, you know, I'm pretty competitive with that with that sort of stuff. So I'm always just trying to get better at that as well. Yeah. So um, obviously, so you've been playing state cricket for ten plus years. Um, how have you seen the technology change? Like things like the player mic um, and all the cameras around the big bash and that, especially. Um, does this annoy players, um, or do you think it's just part of the game? Oh, look, I think that. Um, They've got to try and grow the game as much as they can, so there's always going to be new things that come in and out of of the game and um, on-field, off-field stuff, so um, I guess the more you embrace it, probably the better. There's certainly a lot of things I probably wouldn't um, have or agree with, and, you know, player mics and all that sort of stuff, they just tend to be a part of the game now, so you sort of, I suppose, whatever whatever keeps the fans um, with some sort of little interaction with the, with the players and, you know, get a feeling for what's actually going on out there. Um, I guess there's certainly some times where I felt like there's there's not as much a need for certain things, but you know I I guess I'm just appreciative of um, the opportunity that we get to go out in front of big crowds and um, you know cameras and all that sort of stuff. So I don't really think about that stuff too much. But um, you know I think the way that the game's going now is in, you know it's in a really great position and um, the fan engagement now is really good. I think people are pretty happy with um, the way things are, and um, I mean there's always going to be improvements. I wouldn't be surprised if like a DRS sort of thing or system started coming into the BBL at some point. I know that um, this year we've got like a timeout thing yeah. for the for the batting teams for 90 seconds or something like that. So um, 
yeah, there's always going to be um, new innovations coming in and, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty exciting. So it keeps the fans interested. Yeah. Um, going to this season, um, how do you rate the chances of going back to back with the Renegades? Uh, and how's the vibe around the squad going coming into uh, the first couple of games in about four weeks? Um, oh, look, I guess, you know, we're as good as any as anyone to take out the title again. I know, um, you know, it's not sounding cockier and you are, but, you know, we, we were probably far from the best team throughout the regular season last year, but we swung some games together and, um, you know, we had a really consistent squad, um, you know, so we, we managed to play well at the right times and win a title. So, you know, who's to say that we can't do that again? I, I think that's the exciting part is our squad hasn't changed too much. So I think all the boys are pretty excited the fact that we get to get back together as a as a pretty sort of similar squad and obviously our coach isn't there anymore he's, he's moved on to bigger and better things which is great for him so um, you know there'll be some little changes that go on um, in terms of, of that sort of side of things with the coach and new structures and all that sort of stuff but yeah the cool group that we had last year seems to be pretty intact now and um, you know we got Sean Marsh coming over from Scorchers which is mm. you know I think is a massive signing I think um, well you know my, my opinion is he's one of the hardest batters to bowl to um, in T20 cricket. Every time that I've always played the Scorchers and come up against him, you know, you're, you're just in awe of what he can do. So I'm really excited what he can do for us. And, yeah, hopefully we can do it again. It'd be nice. Yeah. So last time we got here before our Q&As with our fans, but um, what it, uh, what we usually do to finish off is um, can you give one piece of advice to a young cricketer wanting to make it um, to the next level? It could be something on or off the field that you think is important. Um, oh, look, I think that you certainly need a, um, a good outlet to get away from the game, um, no matter how serious you're taking it. You know, I know at the top level, you've got to be able to get away from the game and refresh and have something that um, to take your mind on off what's you know, going on um, in a professional environment. But in terms of, you know, at amateur level and at grade level and that sort of thing, um, you know, I, I suppose I never took it too serious and, you know, it worked out for me and I know that's all, not always the case, but... Um, you know, I've always just tell kids when I, when I talk to, to talk to them about that sort of stuff is just to have as much fun as you can because you know you never know when it's going to finish. It could last one year, it could last ten years. You just don't know with you know, obviously the hard work you put into it. But um, yeah, I think as long as you're having fun and playing for the right reasons, then you know that's the way you should be playing. And yeah, just to not take it too serious. Um, obviously now we've got our Instagram Q and A. Thanks to all the. Uh people out there who have sent in the questions uh, at Centre Square Podcast on Instagram. Uh, first question from AFL Dream Team and AFL Latest both. They both asked the same question. Will you be opening the batting again this year for the Renegades? <laughs> I thought this question might pop up somewhere down the track. Um, <laughs> oh, look, I, I don't think it's going to be out of the question. Um, I, could, I guess I could potentially be, but um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. It was just something that popped up last year and um, you know, I didn't make the most opportunity the game that I played, but I made some runs, you know, the very next game, batting down the order. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to get that opportunity again, but in saying that, you know, we've got a pretty solid top six there. So um, if it's a role that they feel like I can go up and do for one or two games, then, yeah, it'd be great. But, um, you know, I also don't mind letting those guys do that role. They can certainly do it, you know, a thousand times better than what I can. So, um, yeah, you n- yeah. never know, but um, I'm pretty happy down at seven or eight for now. Yeah. So uh, you sort of uh, touched on this before, but the next one's from Shads underscore 101. 
Do you think you have a chance to make an international return? I think they're referring to not just the T20 World Cup, but other squads and series in general. Oh, look, I think um, realistically now I'm not playing state cricket, I would I would say that I would, would be zero chance of, of making a one-day team and that's, you know, not being um, unrealistic. That's just the fact that I'm not playing state cricket. But, yeah, um, as we said earlier, you know, I'd, I'd love to be back in that setup. I know, um, you know, I debuted um, against Pakistan and UAE. Um, actually debuted the same game as Phil Hughes and Sean Abbott and, um, you know, Sean's just gone on and, he was out of the Aussie team for five years and he's just got back in that team so you know it, it can be done so um, yeah I'll just try and put another good year in you never know hopefully it comes um, comes around again it'd be awesome uh, this one from Cam Boyce uh, FP do you play BBL Supercoach um, I don't think you would because you're not meant to are you nah no, nah, we're not allowed to um, yeah we're not allowed to do that so I actually wouldn't I actually honestly wouldn't even know how that sort of stuff works. I know, you know, with the NRL and AFL and all that sort of stuff, um, I sort of get an idea about how it works. But, yeah, I honestly couldn't tell you um, anything to do with that because I just wouldn't know. Yeah, it's pretty big for the fans. Yeah. Next one is from uh, Ace Cricket, your bat sponsor. Uh, is Ace Cricket the best bats you've ever used? <laughs> yeah, 100% they are. I, uh, I think I liked that comment when I saw it come up. <laughs> Ricky, um, yeah, down South Australia, but no, I I signed with them last year, and um, no, he was he's been really good for me. He's um, he sorted me out with everything that I need, and give me everything that um, I suppose I need to to be able to perform at that highest level. And yeah, he's um, he's soft gear, he's soft gear is really really good. Um, and yeah, he's he's bat. I haven't got a bad bat from him yet. They've all been um, yeah very good. So I managed to get some out of the middle last year and. Yeah, hopefully I can um, do it again this season and I guess repay him for um, showing me some faith and get me on board. Yeah. Next one here is from Charlie in underscore dot 23. What was going through your head when the Stars were 1 for 9 in the BBL final last year? And also, why did you throw your hat um, that you wore in that game into the crowd? By the way, I got that hat. <laughs> um, oh, I think I touched on it a little bit earlier, but I just, yeah, I was just thinking. You know, I was going to be a part of three finals and not win one. So, um, but you know, in the back of my mind, I guess you just, you know, we were just clinging on the fact that you never know what can happen, and especially in finals. So, um, yeah, it all turned around pretty quickly when we took a few wickets. But um, yeah, I actually forgot I did that with my hat with there. But um, no, nah, look, I mean, I, I, I don't really hold on to, um, I suppose, sentimental things too much like that. I like to, um, you know give the fans some stuff and um, you know I always sort of hand out some gloves and some hats and shirts and all that sort of stuff if um, you know, the fans ask for it and if, if I can be in a position to be able to do that so um, you know I remember what it was like when I was a kid and um, you'd go to games and you know you'd kill for a, a signed glove or a hat or you know basically anything you know a sweatband or something so um, yeah I've always been happy to do that sort of stuff uh, this next one from Strawberry44 um, our mate Chris Saberg uh, what do you prefer, Coca-Cola or regular cola? Former guest of yeah, ours. <laughs> uh, this is a good one, actually. I, you know, I know Storbs. So he used to play at Turnbull, um, yeah, for a long time, and we sort of come through the ranks. So, um, oh, look, I actually don't know. I don't really drink it that much, so um, I guess we'll just go with the regular. Can't beat it. Yeah. Uh, uh, me. Um, Next one's from AFL Memes and Content. Uh, what's your pre-game, rit- 
pre-game ritual? Um, pre-game ritual. Um, I, I don't think I really have one to be honest. I just sort of, um, you know, I don't really listen to music or um, do anything like that. I just like to get to the game really early and um, go out and have a look at the, look at the wicket and do a little bit of a bowl out in the side of the wicket just to sort of get the feel for the ground and the game. See, I don't really have a pre-game ritual. It's probably just um, I know I do. I do like to, um, you know, I've got the same pair of budgie smugglers that I've had for probably seven years now. Um, they always have to be on my bag for when I bat, but, that, you know, even if I, if I forgot them for whatever reason, I probably wouldn't stress about it too much. I'm not um, superstitious or anything like that. So, yeah, not not too much for you there, sorry. Yep. And lucky last one. Thanks to everyone who, uh, again, put all the questions through we tried to get everyone in but uh last one we got here is from bbl 09 underscore sort of a similar question but we'll ask it again um how hard are you working on your batting are you solely focused on making the t20 team on bowling or are you also putting in the effort with the bat as well no look i i um, i'm always trying to work on my batting and just try and improve it slightly every year so um yeah i think that um, given where my bowling's at compared to um, the other guys that's competing for that spot. If I can get my batting up there, then it's certainly add a, another strength to my bow and yeah, potentially put my um, yeah, put my nose just in front. So, yeah, I'll, just, I'll always be continuing to work on my batting. And, yeah, you never know. It might might uh, one day be the thing that sort of gets me ahead of someone else, which would be nice. Yeah, well, thanks, Cameron, for your time. Uh, best luck for the rest of the year for the Renegades. And uh, thanks to Luca and Ethan for joining yeah, us. No worries. No worries. Um, and also make sure we tune into the Instagram and Facebook over the next uh, couple of weeks, where we where we will be revealing uh, the next guests coming up on the show, and uh, of course ask the questions for them when it comes out. Yeah. But uh, thanks, Cam, for your time. No worries, boys. Any time. Eh? You've been listening to the Center Wicket Podcast on Sport FM ninety one point three. Thanks for your company and enjoy the rest of your day. Until next week.